Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. For more information, please call 234-803-481-0869 or for free audio downloads, kindly visit www.davidogaga.org. Pastor passed away and there was no more sea. And then you go down and down. And then verse 3 said, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and shall dwell with them, and they shall be with people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And verse 10 says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And verse 12 says, And the, the city had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gate twelve angels, and the names written there are which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And so when you go to Isaiah, I mean Ezekiel 48, Ezekiel 48 verse 31, the Bible says, And the gates of the city shall be after the names of the tribes of Israel, three gates, not what, one gate of Reuben, one gate of Judah, one gate of Levi. That verse 31 of Ezekiel 48. Ezekiel 48 verse 31. Praise the Lord. So we've dealt with the gate of, of, um, of Reuben. We've dealt with the gate of Judah. And today we're going to deal with the gate of Levi. Now, let me correct something that happened the other week while we're dealing with the gate of Judah. The gate of Judah, I tried to, what I was trying to point out was actually not Judah, but Simon and Levi. They had anger, not Judah. Is that okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? So I need to correct that. It was this brother, it was his brothers, not Judah himself. It was his brothers that had anger. And that was Simon and Levi. So let's read that from Genesis 49 verse 5. Judah was full of praise. He is praise. Genesis 49 verse 5. The Bible says, Simon and Levi are brethren, instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. Now remember, this was the prophecy of their father Jacob. Is that okay? Alright. Praise the Lord. The verse 6 says, O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly. My honor be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. And then verse 7 said, Cost be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, if you go to read, if you want to find out where this thing really happened, you go to Genesis 34, verse 25 to 31. We're not going to read that, but that is where they executed the anger. They have to kill almost the whole city just because somebody wanted to marry their sister or somebody slept with their sister. It was a crazy spirit of anger. Now, about this anger was executed by who? Simon and Levi, the brothers of Judah. Okay, now, we're dealing with the gate of Levi. Oh. Levi actually is the third son of Jacob. 
that Leah gave birth to. He was given birth to in Mesopotamia, in the father of these three sons and Jacobet, the mother of Moses. You can look at that from Genesis 29:34, and then Exodus 6:16 uh, 6, to 20. We're not going to read that. But where does this name come from? And what is the meaning of the word Levi? Okay, Genesis 29, verse 34. Genesis 29, verse 34. 29, and this is what it says. Now this is Leah. The Bible says, And she conceived again, and bare a son, and said, Now, this time, will my husband be joined unto me, because I have born him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. So Levi means joining. Is that okay? Are we here? And Leah was saying it because you know the story of Leah and uh, with the sister. How that the mother, I mean the husband loved the other person because that's exactly what he was going for. Is that okay? And so Leah was feeling well, I'm not loved enough. Because originally, I was not the one who was supposed to go. And so now, he gave birth to the first son. Reuben gave birth to the second son. Judah, and so on. And then when it comes to Levi, by the time he gave birth to this, to this boy, and he said, now I believe. My husband will, it's like saying, my husband will love me this time. I believe. I've gotten my attention, or the attention of my husband. Now, my husband will be fully joined to me. So, we find that Levi means joining. Is that okay? Praise the Lord. I want you to get that. Don't try to give it a meaning. For Levi, in share, I mean, uh, let me just go down very quickly. I'll just leave that. The tribe of Levi, according to Jacob's prediction when he was given the Prediction in Genesis 49 was going to be scattered all over Israel. They have no share in the cities and the portion of other tribes and all the tithes, the first fruits and all the offerings presented at the temple as well as several parts of all the animals that were killed were offered, I mean that were offered in the temple belong to the tribe of Levi. I want to make you see something and this is very important. As we go down you'll be able to see because one of the things, the factors, I'm going to explain that fully, but one of the major factors of the gate of Levi is the spirit of priesthood. Is that okay? Right. But that's not the side we're dealing with now. Let's deal with a false aspect that relates to his name in terms of entering the city of God. Levi. It means what? To join. Join to who? Join to the husband. Is that okay? Now, in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, the Bible says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is what? Is what? Very good. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So here we find that the true definition of the meaning of the word Levi as one of the gates into the city is your union with Christ. As a bride. Praise the Lord. 
The truth of it is this. You can't become a son until you first become a bride of Christ. It takes you moving from sonship, I mean brideship, to sonship. Because it's only as you unite with the Lord that the man child can be given back to. Is that okay? So we find that Leah was saying, I got joined to my husband and then I brought forth Levi. Which is like a man child who's going to be a priest. Your union with Christ determines what you bring forth. The level of your union with Christ determines what you bring forth. Your maturity in the house of faith is the level of your union with the Lord. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. So go with me to Ephesians 3, I mean Ephesians 5. Let's look at verse 30. Ephesians 5 verse 30. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Whose body? Christ's body. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And if you remember, when Eve was brought to Adam, Adam said, This is now the flesh of my flesh and the bones of my bones. That's union. Is that okay? And scripture is saying here, the church, which is you and I, we are the flesh and the bones of who? Of Jesus. Well, Peter said we are members of his body. What is his body? The church. So, for you to be united with him, you have to be united to the church. So your level of unity in quote now, that you have with the church will determine how connected you are to Christ. Are you following what I'm saying here? How much of the love you have for his church determines your level of relationship with Jesus Christ. This is why you find that on the road to Damascus, when he had an encounter with Saul, Saul said, who are thou, Lord? And what was the answer that Jesus gave? I'm the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, for but the question he asked him primarily was, why persecuted thou me? But he find that Paul was not killing Jesus as a being. He was killing Jesus through the church. He was dealing with the church. He was persecuting the church. And Jesus said, you are persecuting me. Why? Because Jesus and the church... One. So there is no way you're going to love Jesus in all of his church. You miss the spirit of Levi. Are you with me? You can't be joined to the Lord without being joined to the church. Because he's the head of the church. And if you say you love Christ, then you have to love his body. Which is the church. Hallelujah. Verse 31 says, For this cause shall all man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and what? 
and the church. So you understand that marriage is about Christ and the church. And so you can say you love Christ, which is the husband of the church, and you love the wife. As a matter of fact, you are part of the body. We are part of the, of the, of the, of the body, which is the wife of Christ. Therefore, there is no way you can talk about loving Jesus or joining to the Lord without being joined to his body. How much love do you have for his church? How do you relate to people in the body of Christ? Hallelujah. You see what Jesus said? He was teaching and then he came to him that your brothers are looking for you. He said, who is my brother, my mother, my father? Remember the question? He said, these ones who are listening to the word of God. He redefined what family is. Jesus redefined a family by saying those who are listening to his word, who walk by what the world says, like he was telling us this morning, they are his father, they are his mother, they are brother, they are his sisters. As much as we know that biologically we have our relations, the Bible made us understand that the body of Christ is truly your relation under heaven. The new family that God is betting is his church through the blood of Jesus. Praise God. The truth is we have not really been able to understand yet what the church really stands for. We don't really know it yet. We think it's a place of gathering. We think it's a place to go seek my miracles. We think it's a place where we go get the blessings of God and that's just it. No. It's a family under heaven. So you see, in the true sense, the way you are supposed to be treating your biological family on a higher level, that's where we are supposed to treat the church. Because the body of Christ. What you do to the church, you do to Christ. So if you hate the members of the church, you hate Christ. If you neglect the members of the church, you neglect Christ. Because that is his body. Are you following what I'm talking about? You have to understand this. And this is very crucial. For you to enter into the city of God. To begin to experience God's own presence and blessings continuously. Where God is not ashamed to be called their father. You've got to be united with his body. Praise God. Look at the prayer of Jesus in John 17 verse 21. John 17 21. And he says, Jesus is praying. That they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory that thou givest me, I given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, and that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and has loved them, and thou hast loved me. Father, I pray that they also whom thou hast given me be where I am. <laughs> Praise God. That they may behold my glory which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Now I, I love something he said. That I may be, that they may be where I am. Did you get the prayer? And that's why I love. Because <laughs> it will be difficult for people to comprehend what he said there. That I may be where I am. Now you watch this. When in John 14 was speaking to Judas, who has a question as to where show us the Father. Remember that? Okay. 
He said, first of all, he said, I will come and take you that where I am, there you may be also. So where was he? John chapter 14 tells us precisely, Jesus said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. So where was he? He was in the Father. Now he's praying, God, that they might be where I am, that it might be all my glory. So where do you think Jesus was saying we have to be? In the Father. The Father is an environment. The Father is a state. The Father is not a location. Where we are supposed to be is in a person. That's what the church cannot understand. And who wants to go up? Want to go up? To get some buildings. Mm. And uh, the kind of building you might probably have would depend on how much you spend on the church. Maybe that's what he told us. Some people, I remember, Avi said I used to listen to native song. And the person was speaking and saying, hey, if you don't do anything, you are, you are poor, you don't have so much, and then you go to heaven again, because you're not acting well, you don't have a good house again to stay. What are you living for? Listen, the only house you're going to stay is God himself. Are you hearing me? That they might be where I am. And where is he? It's in the Father. God is spirit. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Amen. Okay. So, the true spirit of Levi is our union with Christ in his body. That thing, that's what takes you into the, I mean, what gives you the entrance, the door into the city of a living God. Where God himself is seen as our father. Are you with me? Your union with Christ, Levi, with his body. Your relationship with the church. How do you treat the church? How do you relate to the church? Hmm? Some of you don't even think about fellowshipping. You know, you know, I've had people say, oh, come on. The Bible says, journey together, we join in the spirit. Somebody once preached that to me. I told the guy, listen to me. Jesus what are you talking about. I mean, the spirit of Christ and Paul, right in the book of Hebrews, what are you talking about? Joining somewhere up in the spirit. We're talking of human beings. Fellowshipping with one another. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Some of you don't have time for fellowship. Maybe your business is keeps you off. Maybe your priority is not the fellowship. You don't know exactly what you're doing. The way you treat the church... You are indirectly treating Christ that way. You neglect the household of faith. You are neglecting Christ. You have to understand that. Don't forget. We're dealing with you entering into the city of the living God. Amen? Okay, go with me to Ephesians 4. Look at it from verse number 1. Ephesians 4. Come with me to number 1. But I think we just need to just go through this from... Uh, let's take it from message translation to save all the time. Message translation. One verse number one. In light of all this, here is what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master, I want you to get out there and walk better yet. 
run on the road. God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want any strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. In other words, a Christian should be focused with an understanding, with a mandate in his heart. Hallelujah. What the essential is talking about is get about the business of the Father. Win souls. Preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Don't just sit down in one place. Move on. Next verse says, Hallelujah. I mark what you do, this with humility and discipline. Not in fields and styles, but steadily pouring yourself out for each order in acts of love. Pouring yourself out with each order in what? The acts of love. You talk to me, friends. How much love do you have for your brother? How much love? Some of you have not even seen yourself for almost a month. When people don't come to fellowship, do you find time to know exactly where they are, their condition, why they are not in fellowship? The truth is, how many do you even know in your cell group? I mean, even in your cell group. Pour yourself out as an outlaw. That's what the Bible teaches. Hallelujah. Go to the next verse. Verse number three. A lot of noticing differences and quick at main defenses. Praise God. Now I'm talking to you about the spirit of Levi. Your action in the household of faith. Why people may offend you? Quickly mend the offenses. Quickly forgive no matter what happens. This is what takes you into the, into the, into the, into the city is what I'm talking about. What takes you into the city? While it is easy to, oh, somebody offended me. Quick to notice the differences, but at the same time, be quick to mend the offenses. In other words, don't allow any crack within the household of faith. You come into service in the morning, you see somebody that maybe you're offended with or by or, you know, out and then, He's even greeting you. You can't respond well. You don't even respond in greeting. You can't even go greet the people. That is not the spirit of Levi. Quick notice. Yes. Notice quickly the offenses as it were. But quickly mend those offenses. Don't carry anger in your heart in the household of faith. Hallelujah. Come on, are you there with me? Don't forget this. Anything you do to the church, you do to Christ. You're not going to see him in a physical form. The only way you can see him is to see the church. See Christ in the church. You're looking for Christ? See him in the church. Praise the living God. Are you following? Look at the next verse. Verse 4. And it says, you were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. Can I hear an amen? So, you are not there doing your own thing, going your own way. No. The same road, the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and what? Inwardly. 
Stay together. You call to travel on the same road. We are all heading on the same direction. <laughs> because we are united. The spirit of Levi. Are you with me? United outwardly and inwardly. That's what the Bible says. No, you're thinking something else. You see, you see what happened in Genesis 11? Genesis 11, when they were to build the Tower of Babel, remember that? God said, let's go down and confirm this people's language. For they are in one mind and nothing shall be impossible for them to do. In other words, they can achieve it because they are in one mind. So outwardly, they were building. Inwardly, they were all connected. And God said, this is a dangerous set of people. They'll be able to achieve what they want. If this church must grow, if this church must move forward, if the body of Christ must be able to stand on the face of the earth as the very body of Christ, they have to go in one direction, inwardly and outwardly. What are we building? How committed are you to building this house? That's the question. How committed are you to ensuring that this foundation, this house is built? This is your local expression. The local expression of the body of Christ. How you committed? How you committed to the church? It's a world traveling in one direction. Right? And we're all to be connected inwardly and what? Outwardly. In our actions. So our mind should be one. Our thoughts should be one. No offenses, no differences. We can hate one another. We've got to love. And continuously love. Until you love the love out of the mind that have no love. Praise God. Are you with me? Next verse. Verse 5 says... Love this. Look at what verse 5 is saying. It says, You have one master, one faith, one baptism. Praise the Lord. Verse 6, One God and one Father of all, who rules over all, walks through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated with what? Oneness. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Everything you do is permeated with oneness. And see, Jesus prayed that prayer and he said that they might be one even as we are one. Oneness. How united are we? How connected are we? Think about it. Hmm? And that's the kind of church God wants to raise on the face of the earth. This is the spirit of Levi. Union. Hallelujah. The gate of Levi is the spirit of union. Is the spirit of oneness. Completely connected to one another. We see so many people only under the fellowship today. How many of you will find time to know? I mean, why were you not in service? How many of you even visit one another? I'm, listen, I'm talking about what you need to possess to enter into the city, which is the gate of Levi. Union. How connected are you? Parents, if you're at home and your children are not at home, do you feel comfortable? Think about that. 
You always want to pick up the phone. Where are you? How far are you? Even the ones in school, you call the high school, how are you doing? Do you do that to the members of the church? Praise God. Are we here? I want you to understand what the spirit of liver really is. That takes you, which is the gate that brings you into the city. Let me give you another characteristics of this spirit of Levi. The gate of Levi is a spiritual priesthood. Let's look at Deuteronomy 33, verse number 8. Deuteronomy 33, verse number 8, King James. This is, this is Moses who was praying for the children of Israel. And so when it comes to the gate of Levi, this was his prayer. Praise the Lord. And of Levi, he said, let a Timon and a Urim be with the Holy One, whom thou didst prove at Mansa, at Massa, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah. Verse 9. Who said unto his father and to his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor his own children, for they have observed their word and keep their covenant. I will explain. Go to verse 10. They shall teach Jacob thy judgment, house of Levi now, and Israel thy law. They shall put incense before thee and hold burnt sacrifices upon thy altar. Bless Lord his substance and accept the work of his hand. Smile through the loins of them that rises against him, and of them that hate him, that they rise not again. He was praying for Levi because of what they did and what brought them into the priesthood. Now let me show you what Levi did that brought them into the priesthood. You go with me to Exodus 32 and verse 26. In Exodus 32, that was where you find that children of Israel made a golden calf. Through Aaron. Is that okay? Right. Through Aaron. They made a golden calf to worship. And God's anger was hot against children of Israel. And God was saying he wanted to destroy them. Moses had to plead with the people. But then something happened. Verse 26. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto who? unto Moses. And he said unto them, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate, throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. And verse 28 says, And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. Praise the Lord. For Moses has said, consecrate yourself to the, today to the Lord. And every man upon his son and upon his brother. That he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Praise the living God. Did you get that? Listen closely. After the sin, 3,000 men died. And I'm going to show you something now. And what happened? 
Levi were the people that did this. In other words, they were jealous for God. They were zealous for the purity of worship. So one of the gates, I mean the gate of Levi, is the spirit of purity of worship. Is that okay? They were jealous for godly worship. For truth. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Are we here? I want you to catch this. But there's something that happened there. The Bible made us understand that 3,000 men died on that day. Now what happened on the day of Pentecost? 3,000 were added to the church. How did they come to the church? Through the sword of the spirit. Levi killed with the physical sword because they were jealous for God. God restored those who were killed through the sword of the spirit in the hands of who? Of Peter. 3,000 were killed in Exodus. 3,000 were added in the New Testament. That's a mystery. Are you following me? I want you to understand it. Praise the Lord. Are you there? You see, in Genesis 11, God came and confirmed the people's language so that they don't understand one another. Have you read that before in the Bible? What happened on the day of Pentecost? God restored the language. People begin to understand one another. Everything that was destroyed in the old, God is restoring in the new. Praise the Lord. So now, Levi did this. And so what did God do? Go to Numbers chapter 25, verse number 10. Number 25, 10, the Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, had torn my rod away from the children of Israel, while he was zealous for my sake among them, that I consumed not the children of Israel in my jealousy. Wherefore say, Behold, I give unto him my covenant of peace, and he shall have it, and his seed after him, even the covenant of everlasting priesthood, because he has zealous for God, and made atonement for the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. So one of the major characteristics of the gate of Levi is the spirit of priesthood that is jealous for the truth and the word of God. Are you with me? Because Levi took the sword and said, No man, we can allow this. But the truth is, God is not saying go kill people literally. But there is something you can kill in their life. So that they can be restored to God. Are you with me? Now let me show you one final word here this morning about the true spirit of Levi. Because now, these people are the priesthood of God. It was when this happened that God really raised them to become priests in the household of faith in Israel. Malachi chapter 2 and verse number 5. Malachi 2 verse 5. If you can find it in the message translation, let's read it. Malachi chapter 2 verse number 5. My covenant with Levi was to give life and peace. Can I hear an amen? I kept my covenant with him and he honored me. He stood in reverent air before me. Verse 6, Malachi 2 verse 6, message translation. 
He taught the truth and did not lie. He taught the truth. I want you to capture that because very important. He walked with me in peace and uprightness. He kept many out of the dish. He kept them on the road. Praise the living God. He told the truth. He kept the truth. He had peace. He kept many out of the dish. He kept them on the road. The spirit of Levi. As a priest. Now, 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 remember, scripture says, we're a royal priesthood. Did he say so? God. So how many of us are truly functioning of priest because one of the things that the priest does or that the priest carries is that truth is found in the mouth of the priest hmm? hallelujah look at verse 7 is the job of the priest to teach the truth people are supposed to look to them for guidance glory to God the priest is the messenger of the God of the angel of armies. Now I love this part. It's the job of the priest is to teach the truth. Now people are supposed, and I like that word, are supposed to look to them for what? For guidance. How many people can truly think of coming to you to be directed to the things of God? The truth of God's word. That's the spirit of priesthood. So the mouth of the priest shall they seek knowledge. What do you know? What do you understand? Think about it. The mouth of the priest shall they seek knowledge. Hmm? Now think about it. Hallelujah. That's the spirit of Levi. It doesn't matter your age. I, 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 I used to say this some time ago. I mean, I, I was sharing with somebody. You would say, well, the things you teach, you are too strong. People can understand you. I say, no. You've not made up your mind to understand. I remember some years back, we used to have one young lady with us called Mama Mwaboke. I, I mean, if you can say me about that lady. Very good. She's not educated, didn't go to school. She can't write, she can't read. She had a store at the Guru Market. But I'm telling you, this woman was turning many unto righteousness. How was she doing it? I remember when I preached at my father's house. And this lady was, I mean, she couldn't believe it. When she had that. Father's house, mansion, have nothing to do with the physical building. And this lady went to the market. And he called a sister and said, do you have a Bible? They said, yes. So I can't read, but turn to John 14. And the woman turned to John 14. Say, read it. And she read it. And said, you say, so you believe that there's a building upstairs? A pastor told us, and I believe she's correct. This house you are talking about is the church. That woman was preaching in the market every time she finished Bible studies. She never went to school. But she doesn't forget the scriptures. She'll go to the market and say, do you have a Bible? Say yes. Open to this passage. Read it. And the person will read. And she will start teaching from the word. There is nothing too strong that you can understand. 
you just refuse to understand. You just refuse to believe. You just refuse to comprehend. Therefore, you need actually the spirit of wisdom and revelation. As we pray this morning. That's what you need. So you can't say the things you're teaching that are too strong. I'm talking of a stark illiterate. And that woman came to us when we were still in the primary school. Before we finally went over there. I remember one major thing that God did for her that blew her mind. The son was supposed to be, I think, a sergeant or so. A sergeant or a major, a major right? And there was an issue and then was put in custody for about a year or something before they came to us. And he said, this boy is locked up and he might probably be sent for, for execution in the military. And he said, Pastor, I don't know what to do. We stood in church and make a declaration. That boy should be released. I think the next two weeks, the boy was set free. You understand that? What are we talking about? She could understand who had no education. The mouth of the lips shall they seek what knowledge. What do you know? What do you teach people? What do you tell people? The messages are all over the place. Do you listen to them? It's not enough to open Facebook. You're just wasting time. Facebook is good, but I'm telling you, it takes your time. It consumes your energy. The time you're supposed to study and meditate on the Word of God. Consume your energy. You're wasting your time and energy. I'm always on Facebook, but I'm there for a purpose. To educate. I find some medium for me to speak to people. Somebody wrote to me, this morning from Malaysia, I said, man, we saw what you are doing. We saw the thing you are posting. You are just gracious. And we thank God that you are a vessel and an instrument to the body of Christ. We are happy. I know what I do on Facebook. But not to read stories and all of that. Wasting your time. No. What do you know? For the mouth of the priest shall they seek what? Knowledge. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 5. We'll close there. Hebrews chapter 5, read from verse number 1. You talk to me, what do you think you know? <laughs> you want to enter into the city. You want to experience what is in the city. God to be your father. <laughs> think about it. There's expectation. There's a foundation you must lay. To enter to the gate of Levi. You've got to be a priest. You are not only united to the body. You are not only connected to the body. You do not only love the body. You have to be a priest. Look at this. For every high priest, taken from among men, is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, Who can have compassion on the ignorant? And on them that are out of the way. For that he himself also is compassed with what? Infirmity. Now, can we take this from the message translation? Maybe. Or the Amplified. Something stronger may be there. Verse 1. Every high priest selected to represent men and women before God. And offer sacrifices for what? For sin. There is a responsibility for you to be high priest. You stand between God and man. We don't have a relationship with God yet. You have the ministry of reconciliation. How many of you are truly going out? 
to talk to people about God? How many of you are committed to soul winning? The function of a priest. That your sins might be forgiven. That they might be blessed. Remember Acts chapter 3 and the last two verses? That is where the blessing of Abraham comes upon the people. That your sins are what? Forgiven. How many of you are out there to talk to people? How many of you go out for soul winning? How many of you turn many to righteousness? But even the things you call Facebook, whatever. How many of you try to use those platforms for soul winning? If not for some foolish jesting and foolish talking. Praise God. Look at the next verse. She'll be able to deal gently with your feelings. Since he knows what it's like from his own experience. Think about that. You don't go crush people with whatever you think you know. You gotta have compassion. You gotta have that sympathy in your heart. That these people are ignorant. You walk with them with gentleness. To get them to God. You don't correct people. With beating them on the head all the time. No, 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 no. I gave you this story here sometime. Two, I, I was reading this. So two young men were in the class. The teacher was so harsh. And then he spoke to one of them. I don't know what he was doing. And he said, stand up. Stand up quickly now, everybody. And then the guy stood up. The truth is the boy didn't want to stand up. He said, if you don't stand up now, beat the hell out of you. So the boy stood up. And was speaking to his neighbor, the next one in the class, I'm just standing, I'm not really standing, I'm sitting down. In my heart, I'm sitting down. I'm just standing, I'm not standing. And that's the truth. You don't coerce people to do anything. But love will always win. You understand that? Love will always win. Anytime, love will always win. Think about it. Praise the Lord. No matter, you see, I, I, let me, I don't know how to put it. But let's look at it this way. I read a story of a parable that I put up. The sun and the wind, they were having a contest. And then the sun said, I'm stronger. The wind said, I'm stronger. And then the wind started blowing. And then the man was trying to hold his jacket together. Strongly, the wind was blowing. The man held the jacket, buttoning it the more. He could resist the wind from blowing away his jacket. And then the sun came up. After the wind tried, couldn't get the man to pull off his jacket, the sun came up. In a gradual level. It was coming. Gradually. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And then what happened? The man lose the first button. Lose the second button. <laughs> and before you know it, the man pulled his jacket. Who won? The sun won. In a gentle manner. The wind was heavy. No. Everything is not by noise, not by power. It's by my spirit. Did you get that? The sun won because it's gentle. It comes in a gentle manner. But when the heat intensified, when your love intensified people's life, they will respond to you. Are you following what I'm talking about? Love will always win. Not by strength, not by might, but what? By my spirit. And the Bible made us to understand, the book of Psalm, that the son is the son of righteousness. He is our God. 
His healing wings will always come upon you. His love will always come upon you. He wants you to live your life in this dimension. As a priest, everything you are to do is to win people to the right side. Is to bring them to the right way. Everything you must do towards people and for people. Use love to bring them to God. Look at verse 3. And that will be true with that. Praise the Lord. Verse 3, it says, But that also means that he has to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as the people's. That is, talking about the priest of old. And they go down to verse, 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 verse 4. Verse 4 now says, Praise the Lord. No one elects himself to this honor, honored position. He's called to it by God as Aaron was. You are not a priest because you wanted to be a priest. Remember, I'm talking about we being royal priesthood. You are not a priest because you wanted to be a priest. The election to become a priest is of God. Therefore, make your calling and election sure. Be certain about it. Understand it. Believe into it. Live by it. Work it out. Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm talking about here? Be a priest. Even in your family, be a priest. To the people in the street, be a priest. In the church, be a priest. Even to one another. Restoration through the spirit of love. Are you following what I'm talking about? What have I made you to understand this morning? When you talk about the gate of Levi, you are talking about the spirit of unity, spirit of love, and the spirit of what? Of priesthood. Can you please stand up? I want to pray. This is what heals people. I mean, this is, this is what enables.